Hi everyone. Thanks for joining me today for this uh, continuing series of messages we've been sharing on the book of Acts. And today I'd like to share a story with you from Acts chapter 11 about when some prophets came to visit a brand new church that was being established uh, in the city of Antioch. And here's my uh, rather abbreviated rendition of the story. Uh, Stephen, one of the members of the church there in Jerusalem, had been martyred not too long before this, and there was a great persecution that broke out after Stephen's martyrdom. And many of the believers there in the city of Jerusalem were being persecuted, and they had to flee for their lives. And they went to the cities and towns round about, and some of them traveled north to the city of Antioch. And when they first got there, these believers began to share the good news about Jesus with the people they met. And they shared not only with their own kind of people, people with a Jewish background, but they, they began to share with all kinds of people from different nations and different cultures that were living there in that city of Antioch. And God really honored this, and he gave them great power in their teaching and great anointing of the Holy Spirit. And many of these Gentile peoples from different nations put their faith in Jesus. And when the church in Jerusalem heard about what was going on, they sent one of their leaders, Barnabas by name, to go and see what was happening there. And when Barnabas got to the city of Antioch and to the church, he could see that God's grace and blessing was upon these people. And, and Barnabas was thrilled with what he saw, and he encouraged the believers to keep on going and always follow Jesus with a whole heart and remain true to him. And the people responded to Barnabas' teaching as he shared with them the good news about Jesus and the ways of Christ. And they knew he was a good man and that he was full of the Holy Spirit and faith. And this resulted in even more people coming to faith in Jesus Christ through Barnabas' influence and teaching. And it was happening in large numbers. There was a major move of God's Spirit in that city. Well, Barnabas soon realized that they needed help, and he thought of his friend Saul, who was up in Tarsus, and he began to uh, go to hunt for Saul, and he found him, and the two of them returned back to Antioch, and for a whole year they worked together with the church there in Antioch, and they taught them, and they shared the good news with them, and they taught the scriptures, and large crowds gathered to hear them teach. And it was there in Antioch that those disciples of Jesus were first called Christians. And now I want to read uh, the remainder of the story from Acts chapter 11, beginning at verse 27, where it says this, During this time some prophets traveled from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up in one of the meetings and predicted by the Spirit that a great famine was coming upon the entire Roman world. Now, this was fulfilled during the reign of Claudius. So the believers in Antioch decided to send relief to the brothers and sisters in Judea, everyone giving as much as they could. And this they did, entrusting their gifts to Barnabas and Saul to take to the elders of the church in Jerusalem. Now, in this story, 
Luke, the author of the book of Acts, mentions that some prophets traveled from Jerusalem to Antioch to visit the church there. And this is the first time in the book of Acts that we hear about prophets ministering among the believers. But it's obvious that this was a normal thing. This wasn't a strange and unusual thing. In fact, we we see in previous chapters how prophetic words had come through various believers during those days in the stories that are told. So it's not surprising that these prophets would would show up. Uh, This was normal thing among those early believers. And they came down from Jerusalem and uh, were probably sent by the apostles in Jerusalem and by the church congregation, just as Barnabas had been sent to help strengthen the church and help the church as uh, as it was being founded in, on the gospel and on the ways of Christ. Now, the first thing I want you to notice about this uh, story of these prophets is they come as a team. It's not just one prophet. It's a team of prophets. And and uh, that's important here, I believe. Uh, the, the idea of isolated, lonely, individualistic prophets is just not found in the New Testament. Jesus taught his disciples to work together as brothers and sisters in Christ. That was the way he formed his community. And this is important for all of us as followers of Jesus, that we understand we're made part of the family of God and we walk together and we work together and we serve together and we bless others together as family. We're not called to be lone rangers. We're not called to be those who just have our own isolated, personalized ministries. We're called to be a people on mission together and be co-laborers together in Christ. In the New Testament, we see men and women who prophesy. As a matter of fact, as a, as a family of God, we're all called to be a prophetic people. And there are some that are particularly uh, gifted or uh, particularly graced by God to move out in mature prophetic ministry. And there were men and women doing that in the early church. And there are a number of reasons why this is so important that we see working together in the family of God, and that would include prophets working together to build up the church, is vital. Because the Bible teaches us that prophecy, like uh, anything else that's spoken in the church, needs to be tested and weighed and evaluated and confirmed. Paul uh, says, for example, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning at verse 19, these words, he says, Do not stifle the Holy Spirit, do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good and stay away from every kind of evil. Now, in this passage of Scripture we've just read, The Apostle Paul is showing us how we're to deal with prophecy that comes into the congregation. He says, don't stifle the Holy Spirit. In other words, let prophecy come. Don't scoff at prophecy. Don't despise it. It's a blessing from God. But you must test everything. All prophecy needs to be tested and evaluated and weighed. Is it according to Scripture? Is it according to the ways of the Holy Spirit? Is it something the Lord wants to tell us? If so, 
Hang on to it. Hold on to it as something good and valuable. If it's proven not to be something the Holy Spirit is saying, then cast it off. It's not helpful. It's actually a kind of evil and reject it because it's not God's voice to the people. Uh, I find it concerning these days that there's many people out there that claim to be uh, prophets and so on that are on the internet all the time giving their prophecies and revelations that they claim to have had uh, to any people who happen to tune in and there's no opportunity to weigh those prophecies or consider them in the congregation at all. It's just a one-way conversation. And um, actually, I don't think this is according to the ways of God when it comes to prophetic ministry. The Holy Spirit speaks of prophecy as something that's for his church, that is, for his particular congregation that's gathered in a particular time, in a particular place, to help them move forward in his purposes. Now, one of the, another thing, the second thing I want you to notice here is that this prophetic word that happened at the church there in Antioch had a foundational aspect to it. It, ha- it was helping the church build on the foundation of God's word and God's ways in very specific and concrete ways for them as a congregation. One of the prophets, a man named Agabus, prophesied that there was a famine that was going to come. Now, uh, this was about the future, and many people think that all prophecy is in the Bible is uh, foretelling the future, but that's not actually the case. The main function of prophecy is actually a proclaiming or foretelling of the mind and counsel of God by the Holy Spirit. Prophecy could be defined as a communication to somebody by the Holy Spirit into their heart and then the speaking forth, the forth telling of that message to the church, to the people that are there at that time. And so uh, this particular word did have a forth telling aspect. It had uh, an immediate aspect to it. The people immediately began to respond in faith to that word. It wasn't a word that scared them and made them think, oh my, something terrible is going to happen. No, they began to see there was an opportunity for God to work. Now, how did that get communicated? We're only given the kernel of that prophecy. I think there was more to it probably But Luke didn't choose to record that, probably because that was a word specifically to that group of people that particular time. But we can see how they responded to it. They responded in faith, began to receive offerings to help the people who would be most affected by this famine and help those who were in poverty go through that very difficult time. So a whole ministry to the poor emerged as a result of that prophetic word. And then there's another thing we see happening in this uh, prophecy, too. They took up that offering for a particular group of people, the people who were part of the church up in Judea and Jerusalem there. These were people with a Jewish background. Now, the people at the church in Antioch were predominantly people with a non-Jewish background. They were people from different nations and cultures and people groups. And here we see something beautiful happening. People who followed Jesus were reaching out to bless other people who followed Jesus from very different cultural and social backgrounds. Gentiles were reaching out to bless people with a Jewish background who were following Jesus. 
And that was an expression of what it means to be one new humanity in Christ made out of people from all nations, all backgrounds, Jew, Gentile, all age groups, men, women, everybody gets in the action. One new humanity in Christ. Isn't that beautiful? That's a foundation the Lord was laying in a very specific way in that church there in Antioch. I want to lead us on a little further to this um, uh, church in Antioch as we read a little further down in Acts chapter 13, something else that happened prophetically in the church. Acts chapter 13 verse 1 says this, Among the prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch of Syria were Barnabas and Simeon called the black man, and Lucius from Cyrene, Manaean, the childhood companion of King Herod Antipas, and Saul. One day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I've called them. And so after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. So here in the church at Antioch, we see these prophets and teachers there, part of the church, at, that serve as the part of the leadership team in the church. And one day while they were there spending time seeking the Lord and fasting, uh, there was a prophecy that came to commission Barnabas and Saul to the apostolic work they'd been called to. And they were sent out from the church there and this gave birth to a great missionary movement or mission movement that really changed the world as we see in the ongoing story of the book of Acts. I want to thank God for prophets and teachers and the other gifts that minister in the church. We need strong foundations in the word of God that teaching good sound biblical teaching brings and we need the revelatory uh, gifts flowing of prophecy and other kinds of revelation to help us understand and know how to apply these things right here and now and confirm God's uh, plans and purposes for us in this present time. And so there's a wonderful and beautiful working together here of the different gifts that God has placed in the church. And we see it here in this church in Antioch. And so it's through these gifts that we're better equipped to uh, function and flow together we need those who teach God's word and sound doctrine, and it's on that basis that we're able to better respond to prophetic words and weigh them and test them, as we've already said. And it's the Holy Spirit working through all these things to help us move forward as a people into God's plan for us and his mission for us as his people. Jesus loves his church. The Bible says that the, the church is God's household, God's holy nation in the earth. And we are called to be a light in the middle of this dark world and to share the goodness of God with those around us. We're called to bless the nations. We're called to reach out to people from other cultures and other backgrounds, being, being people around us as well as people who live on the other side of the globe. We need to be reaching out as God's people to bless them and strengthen them and share the good news of God's salvation with them. Well, this is the good news that we have in Christ. 
And this is the mission God's called us to as his people, to proclaim that good news, to make known the goodness of Christ, that he died for us, he rose again from the dead, so that we might have in him life eternal, the forgiveness of our sins, and a whole new purpose in life, to be part of his great family, the church, and to bless the nations. If you've not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'd like to encourage you to do it today. Open your heart to Jesus. Ask him to come into your life and make a change in your heart. Ask him to forgive your sins and fill you with his presence. He'll do it. And, and you're to become part of his family as a result of that. That's what you are. You're born by the Holy Spirit, working in your heart into the family of God. And he gives us a new start, a brand new start in him. If you'd like to know more about this new life in Christ, I'd encourage you to contact, uh, contact us. Uh, you can write to our, um, our email address, which is hello at newfrontierschurch.com, and we'll do everything we can to share with you more about getting on this new journey, this new pathway with Jesus Christ and with his people. God bless you.